Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. My name is Dr. Bobby Maybe. We're going to do some housekeeping before we get to our guest. This podcast is brought to you by multiple partners and sponsors. Our primary sponsors are Jane, the Smart Chiropractor, China Gel, the T-Tool, ChiroUp.com, Drop Release, Gestalt Education, Hyperice, the Chiropractic Success Academy. I personally love that one quite a bit. And we have a brand new sponsor, which is B3 Sciences, and they are experts in blood blood flow restriction training. So be sure to check them out. Another set of uh, housekeeping, you want to check out the forwardthinkingchiro.com website. We are going to have our annual event, July 22nd, 23rd, 2023 at Parker University. And we have a lot of great guests lined up to present to you. Uh, some of those are sampling. We don't have a complete roster ready for you yet as we confirm all presenters, but we got the Cairo Up Boys, as we call them, Dr. Brandon Steele and Dr. Tim Bertelsman, uh, uh, Dr. Taylor Premer, Dr. Stacy Cornelson, Dr. Bo Fauche, uh, B3 Sciences will be there to present on blood flow restriction, Dr. Katie Pullman, Dr. Ray Foxworth, and many more. We're going to talk clinical issues. We are going to have uh, up to... 10 to 11 hours of continuing education at this point for uh, attendees. We have a business town hall, a clinical town hall, and another town hall that I'm going to call the macrocosm, where we just open up the microphone for everything and anything available for you to talk about. We'll have uh, hotel room blocks and all that. We are in the early bird sales process, so it'll be the lowest ticket price you can get at this moment. And I'm going to totally date this podcast by saying it, but the early bird ends on my birthday, May 27th, 2023. And then we'll go up to regular pricing where FTCA members will get a discount and everyone else pays full price. So make sure you take advantage of the early bird opportunity. You won't get a better price if you're in that Texas, North Texas area. You definitely do not want to miss this event. And once again, you can check that out at forwardthinkingchiro.com. Now, let's get on to our guest. He is a friend of the FTCA. He's an author. The book. Let me see <laughs> if it shows up in my uh, with my background set up the way it is. Now start with who? It's John Morrison, our greatest Canadian friend and ally to chiropractic. Oh wow! What a title. Good day, Doctor Maybe. Thank you yeah. for. Did you that say that? Was, what a what a pile. <laughs> <laughs> what a great introduction that was. I mean, uh, I mean, not I mean, the introduction to the podcast. I love all the sponsors that you've collected. That is so fun so great job Kudos uh, to you. yeah they allow us to do all these things and uh, keep it accessible to everybody so it's very important uh to have sponsors and it's been uh, a pleasure to uh to be part of the ftca for like six six years now so um you've grown a ton and uh, you know we've all grown a ton through it so i was just talking to a, a group of canadian financial advisors talking about how much I love evidence-based chiropractic, you know? So it's like all these guys are like, didn't know anything about it, but I was just saying like, this is my, these are my people. So when you said, let's, let's get on and talk again, it was a no brainer for me. So thanks for having me again. 
And we're going to talk about a unique topic, uh, but it is taking the world by storm very rapidly. Uh, we're talking about AI, AI applications, how they might affect the chiropractic profession. And um, I'm going to start out, and then you can start rambling. But I, you know, I got my open AI out, and I asked, "Will AI replace chiropractic?" And of course, within five seconds, there was a response, and I know it's a lie. But the response was, it is unlikely that AI will completely, the keyword is completely, replace chiropractors. So, and the rest of the response is probably going to be a big chunk of our conversation here. But um, <laughs> nice. when we when we start, we have to assume that we, we've got to get everyone up to speed, right? So just in case people don't understand what these AI concepts are, software, chat GPT, all these things that we might refer to, talk to me like I'm a fifth grader about what AI is and how it can help, um, you know, service-based professionals, especially chiropractors. Yeah. That, that's a question we probably all had to ask at first. I mean, I remember November 30th, 2022 will go down as an epic day when everything changed, when chat GPT was released. And all of a sudden we were thrown into the deep end of, of AI and I had to, I had to do some thinking at that time was like, like, what do I believe about AI? And I had to first come to the, the, the realization that a lot of my premonitions came from epic movies of my day, like Terminator, right? Where I was thinking like, are we in the early days of AI so much so that if we're doing something now, like, will you know, will the Terminator be coming after us to stop it or protect us or whatnot? Like, I, <laughs> and I was like, wow, so much of my thinking is shaped not by what's true, but by sci-fi, right? So somebody was writing a movie that they thought would be interesting, and then it turned into this, you know, billion-dollar revenue generator for them, and then that shaped my head. So that was not a, that's not a great way to form your worldview, <laughs> is through movies of your childhood. So I had to back up, and I think that's what is, you know, I'm realizing that a lot of us have to figure out what is AI really about. If I engage with ChatGPT or some of the AI tools that are coming out, am I embracing this full-on you know dystopian world where the robots eventually take over and kill us all or or put us into the corner or something right like enslave us so i would say this like before november 30th uh ai was already everywhere okay so things like things we already know facial recognition on our phones is is ai uh even if you're writing an email or even on a google search and it tries to predict what you're saying so predictive text like you know, if you ever said like, hey, will you meet me at, and then the, it tried to finish the sentence, your Gmail finished sentence, like, let's meet at the docks at midnight or something like that. And you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> who's meeting at the docks at midnight? And and how do they know, right? Uh, Netflix was using it because you watch this, uh, you know, we think you might like this, or Amazon's using it because you purchased this, we think you might like these products that other people have purchased. So what it's doing is it's taking a whole bunch of, of information, of data, and then saying, you know, this is what we think based on all this information we know and the decisions other people have made and even the decisions that you've made, we're trying to, we're going to recommend this best course of action. And that's what ChatGPT really just is. It's, it's read the internet and it's, uh, you know, based on where the way we think people interact and what how people query and ask the questions they ask, we think that these, that this is the best uh, response. So in, in that sense, nothing too scary there. And so I had to say, like, what's the like, what's the scary part of it? And and really, when I realized that what what we're talking about when we're talking about um, ChatGPT is it's, it's what's called narrow AI, and narrow AI is just again, like I said, it's 
it's a summary or taking a huge data set and then making a, a conclusion about it. Okay. So because this has happened in the past, we think that it's going to be, you know, this is a good outcome in the future. What really I think is the concern, and that's where the, the, the bad AI part or the scary AI or the dystopian AI is when we get into AGI, which is artificial general intelligence. And that's when the robots are actually becoming conscious or uh, they have agency where they're learning new things on their own and choosing things on their own. Uh, you know, and and feeling things even, and and the truth is, we're not we're not close to that. So while the people who are kind of you know designing the future, probably not listening to this podcast, but they're at the highest levels of conversation about AI, they're saying, "Well, we'll hold the brakes." Oh, hey, oh they're, the brakes. they're listening to this. They're listening. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe they are. <laughs> they're always listening, right? Or they're uploading. But I think for the most most of us, we don't need to be afraid of the tools that we have in front of us as of today. In fact, I think there's major advantages to be gained. So artificial general intelligence is the scary one where the robots start walking down the street with facial recognition and shooting people for crimes they're going to commit in the future, right? That's that weird dystopian sci-fi world. Uh, it's far away. But today, today, I think we go all in. So, you know, we all hear about Elon Musk is saying, let's hit the brakes while he still designs more AI software, right? Right. But I think we, like as the regular people on the ground, like especially chiropractors listening to this need to go all in in embracing some of these tools for the reasons that we're going to cover Bobby in the future or sorry, in the near future here. Well, we'll talk about some of the things that they can do to save them time and to gain a ton of convenience in their life. Yeah. What's, what's interesting is uh, there's the dystopian narrative and then there's a thing that we always tend to see in the chiropractic profession. It's not unusual for a sort of a, I guess you call them the eat what you kill professions where you have to perform at a certain level to make sales and, and profit is there are definitely already chiropractors jumping on AI uh, to, to uh, how would I put it? They're already selling something when there's nothing to sell yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Interesting. Cause they're trying to get ahead of the curve and what tends to happen is that other docs start to say, well, I need to get on that curve. I've heard so much about this AI thing. I need to get in, I need to get ahead of it. There's always this impetus to try to be ahead of the rest of the class, right? Right. But do you have you seen in your experience any workable, I guess you could say software or tools that anybody in service or sales or healthcare could use at this moment that are beneficial to them? Uh, that would qualify as just the, the AI category. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So again, in, admitting my uh, lack of knowledge in what you guys do so well, um, chiropractors work with their hands so well. I've never seen anything to replace the actual manual therapy or, you know, the stuff that you guys do clinically. And I've never, ever waded into that. Uh, best practices, ethical stuff. I don't do any of that stuff. What I do, as you know, Bobby, is I do the marketing online content side, right? So I could tell you a whole bunch of stuff that can be used. But uh, I mean, I subscribe to so many of these stinking AI newsletters now that I just like get overwhelmed by tools all the time. So yeah, I mean, if we were out for beers, I could go for three hours on all the different tools, but I'll just kind of hold to a few of them. And again, in no order, because in my brain, there's so many different ones that we could use. So we'll just let the conversation go. And then I'll start um, sharing use cases that I think would be most helpful based on my six years of, of hanging out 
with chiropractors. So uh, where would you want to start? I gave you a few ideas in the beginning. What do you think is the most valuable? And then I'll kind of go into what I think would work best. Well, what I think is more most valuable or what I th- where I think AI can benefit chiropractors the most clinically. So you've got clinic and business. Yeah. Clinically speaking, I think that AI has a future for tailoring uh, care plans uh, and, and helping assist in diagnosis to a way that specificity and outcomes are going to be improved tremendously. So we might not be there yet. Like, I don't know if anybody's designed like that sort of thing, but on the marketing side, we are going to look at ways to optimize our reach and make sure that we can target uh, an audience that we want to target much more specifically so that we're not wasting ad spend and we're hitting the, the people that we want to hit the most with our message. So that's probably something you can speak to better. Yeah. I mean, again, the, when it comes to um, targeting and ads and stuff, that AI technology has been around for quite a while. Google's algorithm is based entirely on AI, you yeah. know, based on a past history of searches. What have people looked uh, what have people spent more time on? What websites are more valuable? Google's been doing that for a long time. But when it comes to on the ground, like what are you, what are we using to help us get you know save time and and live a more convenient life, and to you know to reach more people, I think we got to look at uh, ChatGPT as the first, the entry level, the gateway drug, basically. That's right. AI. That's right. It is <laughs> uh, because there's so much you can do, and uh, and I just want to share one thing that that. When we say ChatGPT, we're really just saying it's it's the a company that owns one of the particular platforms. Okay, so that's right. Microsoft, which is one of the big tech, you know, heads of the um, the the big tech apocalypse that's coming, but Microsoft has a tool called ChatGPT, which was created by a company called OpenAI. Right. That's an that's a platform, and then Google has their own platform, and Amazon is coming out with their own. So I just wanted to make a distinguishing. Uh, a note between uh, platforms and applications, because applications, there's huge opportunity for uh, for in every industry to make their own applications based on these platforms. So you can take those those platforms and then make a chiropractor specific tool. And the industry has been so disrupted. Maybe in the past you had to understand coding and everything, but all the no code tools that are available or all the coders that are available that, that, you know, with all the layoffs in tech these days, there is huge opportunity for entrepreneurial people to build industry specific applications of uh, AI technology. Okay. So that's the first one is the entrepreneurs that are listening to this could have a field day because there's lots of opportunity now to, to build these new apps for industry specific. But ChatGPT is, is one way that you can do it right away. Like start today. So, I would imagine there's somebody that has to like, like they want to become a Jane client. Jane's one of the FTCA's biggest sponsors has been for a long time. If you're thinking of becoming a Jane client in the old days, it would probably take, you know, a few weeks, maybe even months for some people to get Jane started. And why? Because there's a lot of information you have to give. You have to write your bio and then you have to write your services. Now, maybe you have three or four services that you offer. Maybe you offer some sort of uh, rehab. Maybe you offer some sort of, you know, the manual therapy. You want to do a talk about chiropractic stuff and you want to write something that's meaningful. And not everybody in chiropractic is a great writer. Uh, so the good news is now that what used to take months or or weeks now can take minutes because all I have to do now is go into ChatGPT. I'll write bullet points. This is where I went to school. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I did. 
and boom, send it out there and it'll write for me this big, long, beautiful bio um, all about, you know, Dr. Bobby, maybe. And then you just take that and plunk it right into your Jane. It used to take a long time. Now you did it right away. Uh, if you wanted website copy, you know, I know that ChatGPT understands story brand. Uh, we actually made our own application for, for our clients. And uh, when they log into a website, they actually have this little bot who's trained in story brand. Like we taught the bot, uh, which is ChatGPT with skin on, plus the building a story brand framework. So that every answer it spits out is always story brand related. So um, that, but ChatGPT understands story brand. So you could say like from the story brand perspective, write me some website copy that I can use on my website. So it's not only is it good for Jane, but now you can start doing your marketing copy with ChatGPT as well. And it'll give you really good stuff. Like I've been using uh, AI copywriting full transparency for like a year now. And uh, it's just saves you so much time. And so yeah. if you're doing a website or, or starting Jane, if like, it's a great time to be starting a practice right now because you have this tool. I'm going to pause there and let you kind of chime in, but I, Lord knows I do have some more ideas for how to use it. Well, here's some basic examples I've used uh, just playing around with chat GPT. Um, so I had my annual physical uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my A1C was uh, very close to being high. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, the way to attack that is through diet and exercise, of course. So I said, okay, well, let's go into a low glycemic diet and let's tune, tune this in. The challenge has always been for me, I kind of know what to eat is and I know what foods I should be eating, all that stuff, but I've never been able to dial in a specific meal plan. And a specific meal plan that works for me is something easy, obviously having uh, three businesses and running around with uh, five kids, well, three kids hmm. in the house now, but two adult kids, you still have to worry about a little bit these days, those Gen X, Z, whatever they are now, they, <laughs> they never fully grow up. I went to chat B GPT. Uh, I said, make me a low glycemic index diet meal plan that is simple, 2000 calories. And I put in some other parameters and the, you know, the little flash when it's thinking it probably took 10 seconds and it made, uh, you know, weeks of meal plans for me. So this is very interesting. Right. And that's something I've never had. And that's something you would pay a dietitian to do for you, or you would go pouring through books or you would subscribe to Metagenics or some other company that could help you with that. Um, and they said, well, my wife spends a lot of time, she's a personal trainer, and she trains two different subsets of populations. She trains the elderly in balance and stability training at retirement home. And she trains uh, like high-level CrossFit-type high-intensity interval training athletes. And she pays a company to help her write her workouts uh, for periodization and all that for the high-level athletes. And I'm like, I wonder if I could just ask chat gpt to do that for me so you know type in right um make me a one hour high interval in, uh, high intensity interval training workout for uh, high level athletes utilizing kettlebells barbell and uh gymnastic rings uh, and it did that so well, how about the low impact balance and stability workout for elderly made full workouts for those two. I just went to my right. wife, you, you will never have to pay that company again, unless you really like them, but you, you, and she would spend hours, literally hours writing workouts. And like it's 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So to, to continue here, I'm going to just read what chat GPT said in my query of 
will AI replace chiropractors? And of course, that's silly. Like they're not going to replace chiropractors because there's the personal element, there's the hands element. And of course, a diagnosis is challenging. But there are places where if the entrepreneur is listening at the moment, they will pick up on some things here that are some great avenues or opportunities for them. Uh, response, it is unlikely AI will completely replace chiropractors. Chiropractic care involves a hands-on approach that requires the chiropractor to use their knowledge of anatomy and biomechanics to manip manipulate the joints and soft tissues of the body. While AI can assist chiropractors in various ways, such as by helping to analyze medical images and data, there's one, mm -hmm. DAC bars out there, it cannot replicate the physical manipulation techniques that are at the core of chiropractic care. Uh, moreover, chiropractic care is often tailored to the individual patient's needs, which can vary widely, as we know. An AI system would have difficult time replacing the nuanced approach that a human chiropractor can provide, which takes into account a patient's unique health history, physical condition, and personal preferences. That being said, AI technology is constantly advancing, and it's possible that it could play a larger role in supporting chiropractors in the future. For example, AI-powered robots could assist chiropractors with, with performing certain types of manipulations and treatments. That's horseshit. <laughs> yeah, you uh, however, don't have to accept everything it says, right? It's unlikely that AI, yeah, it can be wrong. It's either there's a disclaimer down at the bottom. However, it's unlikely AI will completely replace chiropractors. I see it as a great practice assistant, almost yeah. like your, your R2-D2, just, just going around and assisting you with treatment plans, assisting you with diagnostic ideas and clarifications, mm -hmm. educating a patient, um, yeah. all these things that the, these services are already in place. They just need to be sort of plugged into this, uh, this, uh, what is it called? It's a predictive scripting, right? And, yeah. and having the system analyze all these things. So even in our own uh, FTCA membership, the membership hub that we use, Searchy, which is also another great Canadian company, <laughs> Don. Searchy is using Wisdom AI as their platform, and they're going to be integrating AI through our Searchy. But Searchy had already been using AI for a year or two that we've had it as a platform for the FTCA yeah. and using predictive programming to show people other content on our platform, which they might like, and to start to transcribe things appropriately from video into audio and into text as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bobby, the thing that you mentioned about having an assistant uh, for, for all these years, I've heard endless chiropractic friends tell me, uh, you know, John, I love being with patients or I love talking to people. I love helping people. I'm, I'm great with my hands, but I suck at writing. Uh, and, and they weren't just talking about their marketing, right? They were talking about patient notes yeah. and, you know, internal stuff, right? And and all that. And, and I think ChatGPT has just freed you up so much from the time that it takes to, uh, you know, maybe think of the, even think of the ideas of what to say, but also to say it in a way that's engaging, grammatically sound. And, and now all of a sudden you have this powerful tool. Uh, I love, I don't know if you saw this, but when, when CNN, Fox and Forbes all agreed on something, I took notice. <laughs> it was this, it was in the same like in my Google News articles, there was like Fox, Forbes, and CNN all had this one uh, um, article from Goldman Sachs, which says that artificial intelligence is set to replace or eliminate 300 million full-time jobs. So I don't know, they were all agreeing on that. And this was this big thing. But I think when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of jobs that are completely disrupted and some will be completely extinct. 
But when it comes to the chiropractor or the CEO, and most jobs will be probably about 30% disrupted, which yeah. means two things. One, you know, 30% means you have 30% more time or you can be 30% more productive. However, that gets um, gets worked out. I'm not sure, but I know now that so much of what we used to take so much time doing, in fact, 30% of our days can now be outsourced to ChatGPT or, or some kind of AI tool that's helping. Uh, I, I would imagine, Bobby, that like we can look back at this conversation a year from now or two years and laugh at the like how far we really right. we've come. Uh-huh. Right, it's just moving that fast. But having the idea of having an assistant—that's what I like. Like if someone said, you know, how do you feel about AI technology? And then all of a sudden they were expecting like, are you predicting like we're going to be living in like the Wally world where we're just big fat humans you know, entertaining ourselves while the robots do all the work? Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the world that we actually have our assistants doing stuff for us uh, to free us up to either, you know, be, be way better with patients to be spend more time with our families, more free time, or who knows what it is that we're going to do. But uh, ideally we take that time that our assistant robot has helped us with, and we use it for some sort of productive ends. That's Uh, the most logical uh, and most logical thought at this point is it's going to be a tremendous tool. It is a tremendous tool for scaling. Right. Yeah. yeah, let me let me just go like, kind of nerd out for a bit again in my area of expertise, which would be in the marketing content space. I'd love to just share how I've been using or at least encouraging people to use ChatGPT for uh, some of their outgoing marketing stuff. Uh, you don't need permission from me. Okay, I just didn't want to hijack your show. I'm, <laughs> okay, it's, so it's let's your, say... Hey, I'm the, I'm the uh, facilitator here. Right. Of the guest's wisdom. I'm yeah, it's yeah. not my it's not my show. I just facilitate it for the for the listener. Oh, it so, is your show. We're all so just please, please go. You <laughs> okay, got all so the green say, lights. In the old days, you know, it was like, okay, I have to write a blog because Dr. Kevin told me I need to write a blog, or I went to um, you know, saw some marketer and he said content is so important. And in the old days, I'd have to write it. So I'd have to take like, you know, Saturday night or Sunday morning or some time to like write it proofread it, publish it, go back and change it again. And uh, and that would take a ton of time, right? Uh, but now uh, you could just basically go to ChatGPT or some other AI copywriter and say, you know, I'm a chiropractor in this place. Uh, give me some blog post ideas. Because again, you don't even have the ideas anymore. You're so tired. You're so burnt out. You're like, I don't even know what to write about. In the old days, you probably had a list of like 15 hobby horses that you could write about. Now you're just totally fried. I know I need to write a blog. I got nothing. So I go to ChatGPT and I say, give me a blog. Like, give me some like 10 blog ideas. Okay. And then it spits out 10. And then you're like, give me 10 more. Cause you, you can actually tell it, like offend it and say, that was garbage. Give me more. Now the 10 <laughs> might be good, but now I've got 20 and I, I could have just settled at 10, but I have 20. Now I look through those and I find the best 12. Okay. So I'm taking 12 cause I'm going to publish a blog, one blog per month. And I'm going to take those best 12 and I'm going to put it in a, in some sort of a document, Google doc, Word doc, whatever you choose, pages, whatever you need. And then I'm going to take one of them and I'm going to say, uh, taking this topic, write a 500 word blog post on this topic, including, and then now this is where it becomes your, your own stuff. Cause you do have some opinions about something for runners or something for stretching or, you know, what to do in back pain. So you don't want, you don't want ChatGPT to just take a, a blank check and just write whatever it wants. You want to guide it. So include these points. Okay. And then you're going to tell it in the same prompt, make the call to action to schedule a call with, with, you know, our office or something like that. And then, um, and then it's going to spit something out. If you like it, 
copy it and put it in your Word document. If you don't like it, just hit the, you know, try it again. And then, if, and then you'll have two there. And now you could take the best if you want. So again, like it, the, the AI never gets offended. If you say that was no good, try again. It's just a robot. Okay. So you can't offend it. Uh, it's not like me where I spend you know the day crying if somebody doesn't like my writing or whatever, right? It doesn't get offended. So you can write, you can tell it to refresh as many times as you want. Then you take that and you say, okay, this is good. Now write a, a short allegory of somebody who's struggling, you know, on the opposite end of this problem. So somebody who got injured because they weren't running properly or someone who's struggling with back pain. So you write a little story just to engage people in the beginning. And then you say, now write a conclusion and then get include the call to action uh, for this topic. And then you're going to just paste it, um, maybe put it in through, I would probably put it through Grammarly first, which is another AI bit of software that just recommends some, some spelling changes. Maybe you even have Grammarly extension. I have it on my Chrome and I just use it all the time for every email, every blog, everything I do, it always gets run through Grammarly, which is just a gift. Saves you so much time, saves you from embarrassment. And then I would take that and then I would just go to, I mean, in a year from now, we're probably just going to get AI generated images. I've tried to use the AI images. And I'm never quite totally pleased with it. You get people with like seven fingers and, yeah. you know, just, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I would go to something like freepick.com or pexels.com and just grab an image and put it in there. Now I take my, uh, I take my, the body of the, like the body that it gave me, I take the intro and then I take the conclusion. I paste it all into my, my website. And then I just could do one more chat GPT prompt say, give me some SEO titles and a meta description. And it's going to know what that means. <laughs> if you don't know what it means, you're just going to say, you, know, you want some keywords in place for the blog. And then post that into the SEO settings. And my friends, you have a blog. And that literally took about five minutes, I would imagine. It almost took longer to describe it than right. it did <laughs> actually do it, which is hilarious to me. And that's, that's, that's how what I would write is a like blog post. Doctors who are on their game and they're good at it and they schedule out, okay, so I'm going to have 10, 15 minutes to blog uh, Thursday uh, before lunch starts or something. you know. And they can just sit there. And if they're on their game, they could work three to four blogs out pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause remember it gave you, it gave you 20 ideas and you took the best 12. Now you have a year's worth of titles. If, it, if that took, if that takes five minutes to that blog, it's probably going to take another five minutes. We'll include fatigue factor in there. So maybe seven minutes this time and the next one will take 10, but you could do a whole year of blogs in an hour. And then one more thing, Bobby, that I would say um, after you've published your blog, because because ChatGPT or whatever software you're using remembers the chat, you can actually say, you know, um, send an email to my my patients. Uh, no, write the following, write, write a preview of the blog in an email to my patients, and then it's going to actually give you the format of the of the actual um, blog itself, and you just post the link in that you have, and then you send that out to your patient base, and now you have an outgoing email for uh, patient reactivation. So was, uh, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Since it seems most of the um, most of the interaction at this point is text based, and uh, AI imaging is pretty faulty at this moment, are we going to are we at the point now where we're crossing? Like, can I have a system in place where I can say call? The, here's one. Here's one function I think that would save chiropractors hair, aging, and time would be, uh, you know, they have, say they had four or five new patients that day and they need to verify all their insurances and see what benefits are available to the insurance, to the 
insurer uh, to the patient, like what co-pays and deductibles and all that. And they say, mm-hmm. you know, you just prompt DAI, you know, verify so-and-so's insurance. Here's their number. And it's whatever insurance company, you know, Blue Cross or Medicare or something. And then have that system do the insurance verifications within a very brief amount of time, almost an immediate turnaround. So you can tell a patient right in front of you at the front desk what their insurance is covering instead of having to wait hours or days to get that information. Yeah. I think that's crossing interfaces yet at that point, or are we still just sort of text driven? Well, there is, there is the, the manual way to do it, which is to use some plugins like Zapier and stuff. Um, Sure. Some people say Zapier, Zapier. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) There is the mat. That's the manual way to do it. I would imagine that in the very near future, because all the API connections, which is just a geeky way of saying that it lets you into the, the backend, of it, um, they'll start to talk to each other much easier. Uh, there's a there's some software called Agent GPT, which I've I've really been exploring a lot lately. Which is gonna you just give it a task saying I need this done, and it'll literally do all those steps for you. So kind of like what I was describing with how to do a blog, it's just gonna go from one step to the next. You give it the outcome and where you're at, and then it's gonna do it all for you. I even saw one yesterday because um, again, my Twitter will never be the same since November 30th. Like literally it's just like the whole world is, is gone mad with this stuff. And, no and at the time of this recording, that's five, that's five months. Yeah. That, it's been five months. Well, we're, we've already dated it with your birthday when <laughs> so right. anytime prior to May 27th, Bobby's birthday. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially what he, what this one guy did is he gave, uh, gave the software, his, his, all his banking information, and 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 his email access to his email and and said scrape my email or my banking records for anything that i'm not using like or like uh, subscriptions that have gone dormant or something and it's basically he's in the positive for all the money that he saved it's canceled subscriptions for him like it writes very legal sounding uh, emails it even negotiated harder apparently chat gpt he tried it with chat gpt3 and it didn't negotiate it just accepted the refund and then ChatGPT four actually demanded uh, a, a higher refund and got it. So uh, <laughs> these are the kind of uh, assistant tools that are going to become incredibly valuable to not only you know research a blog, but write the blog, publish the blog, publish an email. And again, like I'm saying, there's got to be a chiropractic solution for this because, especially an evidence based chiropractic solution, because if you if this uh, software, someone invents it and it starts pumping out subluxation-based content, it's going to make tons of people's toenails curl in this group. So there's got to be... Yeah, uh, and guess who's doing it first? Guess who's jumping all over it? Like when I, I made a veiled reference to the type of chiropractor that's jumping yeah, all I over it. Yeah, I didn't recognize that. What did you say? The No, well, the people that like x-rays or whatever, right? Is that it? Uh, the the uh, people that like to eat what they kill is sort of what I referenced. Oh, okay, that was the one. Okay, what were you saying? What was that word? Um, you can edit that out. Who cares? <laughs> there was something about X. You were talking about X rays. You're like, that's for all those people. And I'm like, oh, there's a new one. I don't know. <laughs> I'll find it and I'll edit it out. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> it's too early in the morning to offend anybody. There you go. Somewhere in the world, it's too early in the morning. Um, I'm I thinking just want like, to say one more thing. There yeah, might be yeah. some people who are super keen that want to um, create a course or a book out of um, these AI tools. And uh, the one thing that I think would really help would be to, um, I mean, you could say, if you trust ChatGPT to write a whole book for you, and you could just keep giving it prompts and say, say more, say more, say more, publish it, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm an author. I don't think that's 
the best use of AI. I don't think you, you'll sleep at night. I don't think that's the book you're going to hand to your grandkids to be proud of. But what I would do, Bobby, is this. I would say, start with somebody with back pain that's you know going to work or can't run anymore and, and just get into their head a little bit. And then think of your ideal situation where you um, you know release, discharge someone and they're feeling great again and they're running marathons and they're going to work without pain. It's like your best case ideal patient scenario. So you know where they're starting and you know where they're ending. And then I just want you to think of the 10 steps that you did to get that person there. So you have a start, an end, and the 10 steps. Uh, if you want to make a book or a course about that, then let ChatGPT do the heavy lifting and now say, like, you know, it could write the first chapter about your life before, you know, how much pain you're in, you can't do anything and you're missing out on all the activities and doing the things you love. And then write the chapter at the end about all the things you can do now and how great you feel and you're stronger than ever and healthy and, and you know, feeling younger. And now say like, okay, chapter one or uh, module number one, this is what you're going to start by doing, a proper assessment of where the pain is. Uh, module two, you're going to start doing some, uh, whatever it is. I mean, it's your thing, but you're prompting ChatGPT with your content and then maybe even outline it with some points. But what ChatGPT is going to do is all the stuff that you hate which is put the content actually together, right? So you can actually have yeah. a whole chapter yeah. done in just minutes. And then if that just takes minutes, then the, the second one will be done in minutes too. And now you have either a book or a course, but you've done the heavy lifting, which is the content creation. So the content is still yours. It's still all your ideas that the case study is still yours because you it, you're building it, but just all that stuff that kept you from doing it in the past, the AI is doing for you. And then you just, I mean, if you want to make it a video for a course, you just stand in front of your camera and just read what ChatGPT told you. You can ad lib where you need it and then do that for all 10, 10 modules and then publish your course on a platform of your choice. But, uh, all, or, or publish it as a book too. You can totally do that as well. So, uh, the, you can, we, we talked about a blog, but I think it, it goes much bigger in scope and with a book or a course. I agree. I agree. Uh, well, we're going to probably have to revisit this in a couple of months anyways and discuss all the things that have changed yeah, in, just, right. in just six months. But we'll delete this. We'll delete this podcast. Never, never. This is for posterity. This is going to be going in a time capsule. Look at yeah. what these two goons were talking about in the infancy of AI. <laughs> and I forget who said it, but it's hard to make predi predictions, especially when it's about the future. And, <laughs> and I think that may be the case for us today. But I think the principles of you need to know what you're talking about. When a patient comes in and starts talking about AI or when you're standing, you know, at, uh, picking up your kids and, and someone starts talking about AI or when you're just, you know, having, hanging out with other chiropractors and they start talking about AI, like you need to know what, uh, what you're talking about. And so the, there's the, the normal AI and then the scary AI and the normal AI I think we have to go all in because at some point someone else is going to do it. Like your competitors, are going to be do. I hate to say that we have competitors, but the truth is in every industry, there's competition. It's healthy, That's right? but they're going to start moving faster. They're going to start being more productive. They're going to be more efficient and they're going to create way more content than they ever did before. And if you're caught behind, then you're going to be slower. You're going to be less productive, less efficient, and you're going to be more expensive. And as a result, that's going to hurt your, your revenue. So why should you embrace AI? Because everyone else is, and it's going to hold you back. I would imagine at the advent of the power saw, 
probably at some point somebody was like, no, I, I prefer to, to do things with my, you know, arms and hands. And I, I'm just an old school kind of person. I believe in doing it the manual way. Well, that was okay for a bit until the next guy got the job because he was way cheaper and way faster. And I would imagine sure. that it's not just true in chiropractic, but in every single industry, Bobby, is that uh, people are going to be, you know, way more productive moving forward and we have to be able to keep up. But to do though, you have to avoid the roadblocks of saying, if I talk to this robot, chat GPT, am I really embracing everything about AI that there is and welcoming with open arms this dystopian society that we've been warned about in sci-fi movies? I'd say no. Great. Um, off the top of your head, do you have any idea of where a newbie can go to start to read up and learn more about AI, the good AI, the beneficial one. Uh, we already this know the podcast, other ones. What else is there? I mean, this <laughs> is new. I would say the newbie should go to um, go to Chat GPT for to start and just. I mean, the thing is, like most people are just playing around with stuff right now, right? Yeah, They're just like, playing, right? I need a gluten free muffin recipe, or I need a letter to Santa. Oh, look what it can do! But That's actually, right. start trying to be productive with stuff. Like, get your content out there. Get a newsletter out to your patients. Um, get something, and then. You know, even try it. I, I mean, I was going to ask you about this. Like, wouldn't it be great for patient notes? Like, are you going to save so much time? You could just give the bullet points. That's right. Um, it's, you're, not, you're not asking it to make up stuff about patients and stuff, right? But it's like, this is what I saw. This is what I recommended. This was the result. And then give it, give the bullet loose, rough points to ChatGBT and let it spit out a beautiful patient note report. Would that yeah, not yeah. be effective? No, at this point, it sounds wonderful for any sort of scaffolding. So any content you need to create where you need a scaffolding laid out this seems like the perfect opportunity whether it's a book a blog your soap notes you can be like you know you can have standard everyone already has macros anyways and macros mm -hmm. is such a precursor to what we're doing here you would just have right. uh, different ways to prompt those macros yeah uh, through your soap note yeah for sure and and then just to be open to the tools that are coming, right? I think the reason why we start with beginner tools is because you have to get the mindset that this is worth trying. Yeah. And and then because the, when the next tool comes, that's going to change everything. You want to already be in the game, right? You want to be ready. You don't want to be starting from scratch then. So, Well, I'm excited for it to jump beyond Zapier and Zapier and Zopier. And <laughs> so you can take your Jane, <clears throat> your Cairo up, all these different things that you've already used as tools, but then you can integrate them fully in one one system. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it, it becomes much more fluid and you're doing the things that you want to do the most. That's, that's the point here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we live in this world where there are things that are being um, ignored. There, the, the things that matter the most aren't getting enough attention. Time with our children. Mm -hmm. uh, serving in our communities, knowing our neighbors, uh, educating the youth in our community, volunteering time, serving at a soup kitchen, whatever you want to call all the things that we know we need to do to make the world a better place. We are not allowed to do it because we have to spend our time either in an office or commuting or mm -hmm. creating content or whatever it is. And if, if AI allows us to be more efficient with our time or create more time for us to create a better world, Mm -hmm. This is a pretty good opportunity to stop thinking that the robots are coming instead say this could create an opportunity for a better world for all of us. That's the exact that? mindset that I'm, I'm for. We are, uh, we are fully aligned there, Bobby. And uh, it's, it's really encouraging to hear you say that too. Would you like to end the podcast on that note? seems like a pretty good one. Yeah, that's right.
That's right. Go forth, listeners, and throw yourself into the concept <laughs> of AI and just uh, have some fun. Play with it. And then uh, report back to the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group some of the things that you've discovered along the way. 100%. I think it's. I think that's what we did today is we're having a conversation. We're trying to catch some people up. We're trying to encourage each other. Uh, you know, with uh, different ideas, and we're going to go watch and see what what happens next, and obviously resist the evil and and hold on to the good, and that's that's what I'm all about when it comes to AI. So, well, what I'm all about is I just know there's never going to be enough time. I I'm never going to have enough time with John Morrison. So any opportunity I get, I'm trying to get you on a microphone, on a telephone, on a screen. How about Dallas? Yeah. Hey, have you ever been to Dallas? You got some boots? I never have. I'd love to go. <laughs> we'll talk about it off the air. Uh, thank you very much. And um, I'm actually going to ask you some questions off the air that other people don't get to listen to. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for tuning into for the podcast for Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. And we will talk again soon.